This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're now listening to Boomsies with Dan O'Toole on the Bet Rivers Network. Live from Las Vegas, it's Boomsies with me, Dan O'Toole. Welcome. Oh boy, we're really doing it. We really made it to Vegas. Some uh, some background. Currently in a uh, in a poker house. So my company, Bet Rivers, they uh, they wanted to have a footprint in Vegas. They don't have any brick and mortar casinos here, so they're like, why don't we uh, run a little poker house and have some poker games? And that's what they've done. And um, they said, no poker games going on this weekend. Do you want to use it for boomsies? And when I heard free trip to Vegas, that's all I needed to hear. And I was on the next flight. Air Canada. Great job. Got me here. I watched the new Nick Cage uh, vampire movie on that flight. I will preface it again by saying flights in the air that seem really good sometimes don't land literally when you're on the ground. But Renfield, I give that a 9 out of 10. Just having Nick Cage probably gave it an 8 out of 10. But it's humorous, it's gory, it fit the bill, and scratched the itch that I had for a flight to Vegas. So, uh, so I departed... For Sin City on Friday. And boy, oh boy. Friday is the day that Twitter was made for. It began with the news that Shohei Otani was boarding a private plane from Anaheim to Toronto. And this set off a whirlwind of speculation of Real reports that we found out what was accurate, what was inaccurate throughout the day. We had videos of Shohei walking through a private jet terminal. We're like, I, I, I think he's here. He's literally here. I even tweeted, I said, okay, if his plane from Anaheim to Toronto is landing at five o'clock, he's going to be in the middle of rush hour and he might just jump back on that plane because if you've ever experienced Toronto traffic, it's not good. Mucho no bueno. It was a day filled with optimism. As we were driving to the airport, I was with uh, Z Money, one of our producers. We uh, carpooled together. He witnessed me calling my mother, Sandra O'Toole, and say, Mom, we got him. We got him. 
I fell for a fake report that there was a 6 p.m. news conference for the Jays. I'm like, it's it's done. I said, Mom, go buy your Otani jersey. She, she's jumping in the car down to sport check. She's like, okay, I'm in. We got this guy. We're going to the airport. I'm like, we might even see him at the airport. We go through customs. I asked the customs guy, I'm like, so what's, uh, what's the rumor? What's going on here? I'm like, I don't know. Stop talking to me. Okay. So he was, uh, he was not very forthcoming if he had any information. And then while waiting for our flight, we experienced the news that Shohei may not have been on a flight. That he was actually on his couch in L.A. And all those rumors were false. But we still boarded the flight by saying, okay, this still might happen. We still haven't had an air of optimism to us. Figured I'd wake up in Vegas, discover, okay. He just wasn't on his way to Toronto, but the deal was done. Because earlier in the week at the GM meetings in Nashville, I saw an interview with Ross Atkins in which it was a Ross Atkins, the GM of the Blue Jays, that I'd never seen before. He was giddy. He was joyful. He was showing real human facial expressions. I'm like, okay, this is a guy that just finished a big project and he knows he did a bang-up job and he's got not a care in the world because it's done. That was the first glimpse where I'm like, we got him. I was ready to take back everything I'd ever said about Ross Atkins. I was never going to call him Ross Shatkins ever again. I was going to tweet that out saying, everything I thought about this man before, scratch it. He's got a clean slate because he landed a once. It's, it's not even once in a generation. It's once in a lifetime type player in Shohei Otani. So we, we get to Vegas, still no news. Okay, this is good. No news is good news, right? And then we arrive at the poker house on Saturday. And I get a text from my friend, Perry. And it uh, mentioned Otani and how he, he did not wish him to do well. So I said, no, Perry, what are you talking about? He didn't do anything. He didn't start any of these rumors. It's not his fault. And then I opened Twitter. And that's when all that hope, all that optimism, gone. One fell swoop. Otani to the Dodgers for $700 million. To take all that in after all the information that we had received, we had heard the Jays were the only ones to go up to $600 million. My original offer I told the Jays to offer was 500 for 10 years and a percentage of the team. Then I was later informed a player can't have ownership of a team if they're a player. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess that won't work. So just bump up the money. And then news came out after we tried to wrap our head around the signing. And the Dodgers 
were wrapped up in the same news Jays fans were on Friday. They believed everything that was going on. They believed he was on a flight to Toronto. They thought they had missed the opportunity, but there'd been no announcement. There'd been no signing. And the word is the Dodgers went back to the table with Otani after hearing that news. They thought, okay, well, we can give one last push. And that's where they got to the 700. And Otani and his camp used the speculation. Maybe they didn't even have to do anything. Who knows who leaked that he was on a flight? If that came from their camp, brilliant. If they didn't have to lift a finger to send a text, to send an email, to make a phone call, and they got that contract bumped up another $100 million, all because the Dodgers thought they had lost him. I thought they'd lost it because Dave Roberts, the Dodgers manager, he came out at the winter meetings and he said, hey, we talked to him. I said, well, they blew it. The Otani camp, they want privacy through all this. And that's where I, I don't have ill will towards Ross Atkins because he played the game exactly how the Otani camp wanted them to. They did not tip their hand at all that they'd even talked to him. There was rumors that he had gone to the, the Blue Jays spring training facility, which is state-of-the-art. You would not know that from the Jays. You would not know a single thing had happened with Otani in the entire process. So Atkins, he's got to be in a tough spot. Thinking we did everything we could have possibly done and we still lost out. And Jays fans, this is a tough one. You're thinking of the season ahead. You're thinking of, man, people worldwide will know our, our Toronto Blue Jays. We'll know this fan base, is, which is one of the most loyal in all of sports. They will know about Toronto sports, all because of one player. Didn't matter how much they paid him, because as I always say, if your team is paying someone $50 million a year, if they're paying someone $100 million a year, what do you care? It's not your money. Even my mom said, well, that's a lot of money. I said, guess what, mom? It's not yours. What do you care? And then there was a breakdown of what he would mean financially to a franchise. And he would mean far more than 500 million or 600 that the Jays were reportedly offering to him. Instead, he becomes an LA Dodger. And now we're left with the same exact team that Blue Jays fans ended last season with. But speculation has begun again on another player, Cody Bellinger. I saw reports Monday night of his wife or girlfriend's Instagram with pictures of the CN Tower and a meal at a Toronto restaurant. I'm like, oh my, here we go again. Why, why are they doing this? And now... Are the Jays going to have to far exceed what they would pay a player, which has been kind of what Toronto sports and Canadian sports have had to do to get a player over the border? You have to overpay. They thought they had done that with Otani. 
okay, we've blown everyone out of the water. And then the Dodgers come to the plate with 100 million more. I still would like to know, though, if they got that offer from the Dodgers and then if they ever went back to the Jays and said, hey, here's what we got from the Dodgers. Can you guys do better than this? Or were the Jays even in it? Are we ever, are we going to find out one day? Oh, they weren't even in the mix. We were just using them the entire time. He was never going to Canada. But, but I thought he wanted to grow his fan base in another country. Ah, no, nah, he didn't want to move. He already has a house in LA. 700 million. We have a complete breakdown. You want to know what uh, 700 million dollars a season gets you? Well, per year, so he's making 70 million. Per month, he's making 5.8 million. Per week, that's 1.3. Per day, he's making $191,000 a day. Per hour, oh, eight grand. Per minute, $133 a minute. And per second, he's making $2.22. He is making a Tim Hortons large steep tea a minute. He can buy one of those a minute. He wouldn't have any money left, and that would be a poor financial decision, but he could do it. And poor Shohei. Oh, man. When the Dodgers play in Toronto, the poor guy's going to get pelted with booze. He didn't do anything. They're like, why you booing me? I didn't leak the info. I didn't do a goddamn thing. But he'll receive the wrath. Toronto Blue Jays fans. So uh, Jays fans, it's the one team that I, I've lived and died with my entire life. I've made that well known. Uh, it's why I fell in love with baseball, the 1985 Toronto Blue Jays. I feel you. I am gut hurt just as much as you are. We had it within our grasp. Don't let it ruin your winter, though. <laughs> we got Christmas around the corner, right? It was fun. It's everything that is great about Twitter. It's everything that's great about sports. The highs, the lows, the drama. It was riveting for the time that the Jays were in it. But if you were close to landing like your dream date and you were texting, you were calling and you didn't get the date, it's tough to say to someone, well, you almost had it. So you have every right to be, uh, to be hurt, to be disappointed, but life goes on. Life goes on here in Vegas. Uh, we've had a uh, spectacular time. Uh, we went to see the number three performer of the year in Las Vegas. He's been doing an act here for the last 38 years. Did, uh, well, it's actually 39, maybe. First 10 years at the Mirage. Was it the Mirage? I think he was at. Yeah, at the Mirage. Uh, one year ball valleys and then, uh, the last 18 years at the Luxor, the Luxor uh, is the pyramid casino here in Vegas. 
He is still the best deal on the strip. $53 gets you through the door. You try seeing Cirque du Soleil for $53. That ain't going to get you in. You try to get Cirque du Soleil to make your belly hurt from laughter. They ain't going to do that. You know who will? Carrot Top. The Topper. We went to see him. My uh, good friend, Superfly. Uh, he's uh, introduced me to CT. That's the topper. Care Top's manager, Jeff. We've been to a performance before. So I, I sent out a flyer to Jeff. I sent a text. said, hey, we're in town. I uh, wonder if we could come see a show. He said, sure. Got some seats for you. We're dead center, three rows back. Great to witness it all. And then we get the text after the show. Meet us backstage. So we got some one-on-one -on -one time with Carrot Top. Not only that, we recorded an interview with the topper. We'll have that next week on Boomsies. Um, very entertaining man. Uh, I will be asking him how he keeps his sanity performing in Las Vegas for that long. Because it's got to be Groundhog Day. Also, I'll ask him in detail about uh, Zed Money, his favorite movie of all time, Chairman of the Board. A movie I've never seen, but Z Money, he, uh, he rented that movie from his library every week while in school. So I asked, I said, eventually, did they just give it to you? He doesn't know. He's a bit hazy on the, uh, the details of that movie. The topper, uh, he's... Uh, the preeminent and maybe the only prop comic. One of the most jarring incidents that everyone I went with uh, is still talking about is uh, the fact that uh, Care Top pokes fun at Donald Trump, does a great uh, Donald Trump impression, pokes fun at Joe Biden, gets uh, the same reaction from the crowd, everyone's into it. And then he mentions Dolly Parton. I'm like, it's America's sweetheart. She does so much for charities. She, she's a light in this dreary world. She's a ray of sunshine. Mentions, uh, you may have seen uh, uh, Dolly Parton at the uh, football game a week ago. Guy behind us during the performance says, fuck Dolly Parton. I'm like, what? he's like not yelling it up to Carrot Top. And he, he goes one further, fuck her, fucking Dolly Parton. I'm like, what the hell? No reaction like that to Trump or Biden, but Dolly Parton elicits, elicits that kind of reaction and that kind of venom? What? So I, it took me out of the performance for a minute. I had to regroup because all I could hear was him He's like repeating Carrot Top jokes behind him. I'm like, I got I to gotta focus back. Got to focus back on Carrot Top. Uh, so yeah, when in Vegas, you have to do that. You have to go to a Knights game, which we did. Um, the Knights put on a spectacular uh, show. We talked about it in great detail on the Quick Hitter podcast uh, Monday with our good friend Julie Stewart-Binks who came to experience Vegas with us. 
it was a, a team bonding experience in the poker house. Uh, we discovered um, while shooting some things that Banksy, very good poker face. Pocket aces or a two and a three, can't tell the difference. Meanwhile, if I got two aces, it is known immediately. Can't, can't even pretend not to be thrilled. And when I have two threes, two and a three, it's like I was just given the Shohei Otani news all over again. Disappointment. Uh, bewilderment. The, the feeling of, did we just get played? The entire day I was in a fog after hearing that Otani news. But we have to, we have to push on. We have to push through. I tried to push through that uh, three on three. We saw some overtime at the uh, Vegas Golden Knights game. Three on three, there should not be booing. If you have a product in which fans are booing it, you got to fix it. I will give the shootout this. It had people on their feet. The shootout still, when you're live and in person, and you're rooting for the home team, yep, there's some excitement there. But the three on three, Gary, we got to fix this. Uh, there's a little monorail that, uh, that travels from the Luxor or somewhere Mandalay Bay. It travels like 10 feet. We thought it went all the way back to our hotel. And uh, there's a lot of drunk, rowdy people. People in Vegas, they're getting drunk. So uh, we're still standing on the train. <laughs> this overserved gentleman's like, this is the last stop. I'm like, this has been the only stop. He's like, it's the last one. I'm like, oh, okay. So I guess we're getting off here. So we're walking and talking. He's like, yeah, we made that mistake yesterday. It took us right back to where we came from. So then... We're walking with the group as you do in Vegas and uh, getting in conversations. And we overhear uh, someone saying, Oh, uh, I heard a hockey's, someone mentioned they're in Houston. There's like, We hear you're getting an NHL team. I'm like, What? I didn't jump into that because I didn't want to hear where they're getting their info from. But word on the street on the monorail system is that Houston is going to get an NHL team. Didn't expect to get that info when leaving a uh, Dolly, uh, Dolly Parton show, <laughs> when leaving a Carrot Top show. Um, my other takeaway from, uh, I, I've visited Vegas quite a bit. Um, was very excited to see the sphere. When we were on the tarmac taxiing to the, uh, the terminal, I saw the sphere. Talk to Andrew. Z money. And almost at the same time, we both said, that'd be bigger. I haven't seen it since. I thought it was going to be in my face everywhere I went. Every corner I turn around, there's Spearsy. I haven't seen it again. I did not attend the U2 concert, but our boss did. Said it was spectacular. I said, but is he carrot top? He said, 
No. That was the end of that conversation. Uh, on our flight, not to name drop here, but uh, George St. Pierre. It's pretty fascinating that George St. Pierre, the greatest MMA fighter of all time, can get on a plane, get off a plane, and no one bats an eye. I was waiting for Andrew at the, at the end of our little uh, gang plank runway, uh, jetway. What's the walkway from the plane to the terminal, Tim? What's the correct term? The jetway or the jet walk? The jetway. Waiting at the end of the jetway. I was going to walk up to George because uh, Jay and I, we once hosted an event at his gym in Montreal in which it was an event for some contest winners where they got to grapple with George St. Pierre. I was going to strike up a conversation. I'm like, I, I did what like my mom did when she saw Connor McDavid at the airport. I don't want to bother him. He doesn't need this. Am I adding to his life? Nah. So I just let him walk by. Um. I forget where I was going with that. Anyway, I found it baffling that George St. Pierre, not a single person, knew it was him. Uh, Tim, we miss you on this trip. But we're uh, glad you're back at uh, our Ontario headquarters of Bet Rivers to get this podcast out to the people that listen. And bring us Boomsies Newsies. Oh, I should mention this is podcast uh, number 98. This is the, the Brian Lawton episode. And I have to make a correction from last week in which I didn't even mention what episode it was. It was the Connor McDavid episode. It was episode 97. And I forgot to mention that. So I apologize. Uh, Tim, if we have time for some boomsies, newsies, we also have some emails to get to. So keep that in mind. All right. Uh, we should also note that Brian Lawton only wore 98 for like two seasons. So before people start correcting us, we know. Pardon me, Tim? I said Brian Lawton only wore 98 for two seasons. So if people are going to correct us, we know he didn't always wear 98, but he wore it for two seasons. Okay. I'm okay with that. All right. Uh, first uh, item, Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Hamilton, Ontario's own, wins the Northern Star Award for Canadian Athlete of the Year for 2023. Um, he is the second basketball player to win after Steve Nash won in 2005. He beat out uh, track athlete Cameron Rogers, Connor McDavid, Nick Taylor, and Summer McIntosh for the award. He is... Hands like there was no other option because he is Canada's greatest athlete right now. Hands down. He is a superstar in the NBA. Uh, the NBA in season tournament was taking place here in Vegas at the same arena where the Vegas golden Knights play. We did not attend. Um, but our good friend, Nabil, he was here with TNT I sent out a post to my buddy and I at the Aria. He said, hey, I'm in the same hotel. I'm gone now, though. Red eye. Out of here. Two ships passing in the night. Which happens a lot in Vegas. Uh, Tim, great choice uh, for the, uh, what used to be the, uh, what was it? The Lou Marsh. 
The Lou Marsh. Yes. That used to be the Lou Marsh. Now it's the, uh, the North star, uh, award winner. Uh, good job by the, uh, the panel voting on that one. Uh, some non sports news, a, an Ohio woman who was convicted of assault, uh, for throwing a burrito bowl at a Chipotle, uh, employee, which it was a viral video that went around. Maybe people probably all saw it. Um, she agreed to have her jail sentence reduced by the judge in exchange for working 20 hours a week at a fast food restaurant for two months. So she's got to, you know, feel what it's like. She's returning to the scene of the crime. Not specifically. She just has to work a fast food job for 20 hours a week for two months. So that she understands that it's a shit job. Ah, okay. So is this a volunteer gig or is she going to get paid for her uh, hours? Uh, didn't say just said that she had to agree to working in a fast food restaurant for 20 hours a week. Hmm. Okay. Interesting sentence. I don't know if that, uh, follows the, the law, but it's kind of make your own justice here in the United States of America. Make your own rules. I mean, it would uh, probably reduce a lot of those viral Karen videos at fast food restaurants if they uh, wound up having to work there. Yeah, well, Tim, you, that's what people say about, um, uh, what's it called when, uh, if you murder someone and they murder you, uh, death sentence, that's what, a, <laughs> that's what a death sentence is supposed to do as well. Tim, you're supposed to say, well, I'm not going to kill this person cause I'm going to get killed too. Do you think a Karen it's going through her head? Ah, if I, uh. If I throw this food, I'm going to have to work at a fast food restaurant for 20 hours. That's not going through your head in those moments, Tim. Come on now. Yeah, probably not. Uh, I, this is my favorite story. A uh, new study has revealed that excessive optimism could lead to poor decision making, especially, especially in financial matters. Uh, it shows that individuals with high cognitive ability tend to be more realistic and pessimistic in their future expectations while lower cognitive ability, they lead on excessive optimism, which could result in risky financial behaviors and poor choices. Oh, well, Tim, if this is true, then you should be like Mark Cuban. You, you should think. be a billionaire. I should be. So Eeyore, you mean Eeyore is sitting on a vault of money? He should be. I, I totally agree with this. And Winnie the Pooh is dead ass broke. I well, he, can't like even, he can't even afford pants. <laughs> it is weird. A bear wears a shirt, no pants. Fair point, Tim. Fair point. Uh, moving on to uh, also a fun story. The, in India, on a national highway, uh, some guys decided to put up their own toll plaza and they managed to take in thousands of rupees a day for a year and a half. And the reason why it worked is because they got people to divert to their toll booth uh, and away from the legitimate toll booth by offering 50% off. Oh, I see a moneymaker on uh, the world's most expensive toll highway, and that is the 407, which uh, travels, it ends one minute from my house and travels all the way across Toronto. Um. So if we can, if we can finagle our way, Tim, to get an alternate toll booth, 
we will get into that Eeyore money. We're going to be, it's going to be a boondoggle. Uh, Tim, start working on those plans, how to divert traffic off the 407 through our completely legit half price toll booth. I don't think uh, the Germans will allow that to happen. Oh, yes. Uh, the Germans do run the 407. Uh, back off on those plans. Hey, Tim, I wanted to get some emails here. Um, this is from uh, Big Dog Rob. Hey, Toolsy, just listen to episode 97 and hear me out on this in regards to the elf on the shelf idiocy. Last week, I began the podcast by saying, hey, all you parents who are letting your elf on the shelf do these elaborate pranks, stop it. Tell the elf, sit on a shelf, sit on the tree. That's it. This is what he's referring to. Big Dog Rob says, Dan on the can. Tools he dressed as an elf in different restrooms around Ornum. It's a Christmas gold. Kids would be going into businesses and people would leave their doors open to their homes so kids could see if Dan on the can was there. Boomsies in Vegas has to include a hangover parody. Your pal, Big Dog Rob. Um, hangover, a great uh, Vegas movie. Uh, Julie Stewart-Binks, who I mentioned, uh, appeared on Monday's uh, Quick Hitter. She uh, talked about uh, not waking up sober and not waking up sober, not waking up hungover in Vegas. And as I tell anyone now, this is my second time to Vegas, uh, having uh, acquired the sober life. And I tell people the greatest high in Vegas is waking up with no hangover. It's the best. You're refreshed. You're walking through the lobby. People sweating out. They're like dying for any sort of liquid. They're regretting every decision they've made in their life. And you're like, oh, baby, I'm ready for the day. I love it. Thanks, Big Dog Rob. Uh, and here's a list of, uh, this, is, this is too long of a list of all-star judges. A lot of people have weighed in on the all-star judges who they have the, as their picks. Uh, for All-Star Weekend in um, in the All-Star Game that's coming to Toronto in February. I did say send them in, so I guess you can run through some of these because I, I don't want to <laughs> tell people to send stuff in and don't read it. Here are my people. Hey, Boomsies Group. Here are my people to possibly be judges for the upcoming events for the All-Star Weekend. Will Arnett. We had him. Kelly Wickenheiser. Good pick. Marie-Philippe Poulet. Hmm? Yeah. Shannon Zabados. She's a buddy of ours. Snoop Dogg. Oh, man. Yes, yeah, see, we're thinking across the border now. Matt Sundin, Roberta Luongo, Dan O'Toole. Not happening. Wild card options. Jack Armstrong. Hello. Michelle Dubay. Christine Sinclair. We mentioned her. Cardinal Official. Uh, sure, if it was 20 years ago. Rick Hansen. Like that. John Montgomery. Or any Toronto-based mascot and have them stay in character and not say anything. Silent judgment. Yours truly, the third city. Uh, keep those cards and letters coming. You can email us at uh, yeah, let's talk at gmail.com. That's ya let's talk at gmail.com. And our phone number is 289-809-9690. That's 289-809-9690. Uh, looking forward to next week in which uh, Carrot Top We'll be here live and in person. Um, man, I, yeah, you're going to like this. He's an interesting man. Here, here's one of the things that I really like about his performance. 
Because you see with a lot of acts in Vegas, not in Vegas, there's a lot of projecting, which means if some people are projecting, they're yelling. Caretop, a lot of, a lot of his performances like this. So you have to pay attention intently to hear the punchline, to hear the middle of the joke. It's actually very smart. So Carrot Top, how about that? A way to grab the attention of the crowd by just speaking softly. I'll speak softly to you. Say thanks for being here. Make sure you hug somebody. Don't know who needs it. And just be nice. Doesn't cost you anything. Bye from Bang. Welcome to Boomsies with Dan O'Toozie. Live from Orno in the heart of Ontario. Oh, baby, Boomsies. Thanks for listening to Boomsies.